Well, hey there. Fancy seeing you here. Welcome to my new podcast, Buttered Popcorn. I'm pretty sure that's what I'm calling this. I'm not sure. This idea for this podcast was kind of, kind of just a random thing. Um, and I just wanted to try it to see, you know, how it goes. You know, we're trying new things. We're not worried about it being perfect, but just doing things that, you know, I think I would enjoy. And I enjoy talking about movies a lot. Um, it's one of my favorite things to talk about to people. I notice that I get really excited if someone brings up a movie and I've also seen it or I'm like have you seen this movie and then we could talk about it or even shows or just media you know um yeah the setup is just you know I'm just sitting in my office the lighting is kind of creepy looking but it's also like really late at night and I just feel like doing this right now so I hope you enjoy, and it may change along the way, it may stay the same, we'll just see. Uh, this microphone, I'm just holding it because I don't have anything to hold it on right now. Um, because the thing that I used to hold it, that used to like clip, I used to clip the microphone on, is now in my kitchen holding my fish. So I can't use that right now <coughs> um yeah and I have a little bit of a sickness going on so you may hear you know my voice may be a little bit different also I'm just like tired and like cozy right now so it may just be like a quiet little you know time but uh yeah I guess we could get started and I'm gonna be talking about one of my very favorite movies ever while you were sleeping this movie came out in 1995 um, it stars Sandra Bullock lots of famous people you know famous people are in movies Bill Pullman Peter Gallagher Peter Boyle like all kinds of people and if you want to watch it, if you've never seen it before, like before I talk about it on here, um, then it's on Disney Plus. It was on um, YouTube for free because I went over to my parents' house like a while ago and I was like, oh, I see while you were sleeping, like the YouTube was up on the screen and it was like, while you were sleeping, free with ads. And we all watched it, and it's just a beautiful movie. Um, so, I'm just gonna, I guess, we're, we're gonna, like, figure this out as we go. But I'm just gonna kind of talk about the movie. I just got through watching the movie again. Um, I think the last time I watched it before this was with my parents. And I had watched it one time before that since like the Christmas season so it's like three times in the past like 
couple months that I've watched it, so I'm pretty up to, I'm pretty up on while you were sleeping. Um, so on Disney Plus, the little synopsis of the movie is a lonely subway worker becomes smitten with a handsome stranger. But when she saves his life after he's been mugged and has fallen into a coma, his offbeat family mistakes her for his fiance. So that is basically what happens in this movie. Um, it kind of makes it sound like it's more dramatic than what it actually is. It's a very lighthearted movie, even for the content sounding like pretty dramatic but it's it's like really lighthearted. they somehow like turned a sad thing like when you really think about someone being in a coma you're like oh this movie must be like pretty sad like nicholas sparks type beat but no it's definitely not i would not consider this movie sad like there are sad things about it like both of her parents have passed and she's basically alone uh around the holidays but it I would not I would say I would call this movie like like very lighthearted and you know happy ending like more lighthearted than most rom-coms actually like there's it's very like cheerful cheerful and gleeful um so this movie opens up in Chicago it's set in Chicago um to this will be an everlasting love which is a rom-com staple song it's in my playlist of my life is a movie playlist where it's like all like popular songs from or maybe not pop some of them are probably not popular they're probably like really random to some people um songs from mostly rom-coms and just movie soundtracks um but yeah the movie is set in chicago and I would consider this be to be a Christmas movie, but it's also a Christmas movie that you could watch year-round because it's not, there aren't Christmas themes in it. It's basically like the aesthetic of Christmas time, and it just, ha it's one of those movies that it just like happens to be around Christmas. It's not about Christmas. So, I think it's a movie, I know some people like to watch Christmas movies all year round, but for me, I usually don't, but this movie, I would consider, like, I would watch it year round, just any time of the year. But, um, this girl works at, what would you call, like, a subway train station? It's not a subway. It's, like, a train station. <coughs> Me not knowing what it is, but... <clears throat> it's this girl, Lucy, played by Sandra Bullock. 
and she works at I guess this is, it is a train I don't live in a big city I've never been on like a train like in Chicago or New York I've never been to those places before so I'm like is that a train I'm pretty sure subways are underground so I'm pretty sure this is a train train oh yeah because she jumps on the tracks for this man so she works at the toll booth I guess you would call it where um you know you put your little coin in and you can go on the train and she sees this man all the time like she knows when he's gonna come she knows that he gives up his seat to some people on the train like she knows a lot about this man she is in love with him or the idea of him we should say um but she lives alone she they really make it come across that she is like lonely i i guess another way that they show that she's lonely is that she's falling in love with the idea of someone um which i think is one of the one of the um side effects of being lonely is that you like start falling in love with someone you see that you've never spoken to but she well he comes in and he goes on he's about to go on the train then these men come up to him they're like trying to mug him and um he falls onto the train tracks and she comes to save him she jumps onto the tracks for this man she jumps onto the tracks for him and the train is coming and they like flip off of uh, like they flip off of it just as the train is coming you know very dramatic and he ends up being in a coma so like every, like he ends up in the hospital he's in a coma um she can't get back to where he is because she's not family and she's standing there as he's you know in that other area and she says to herself I was gonna marry him and one of the nurses behind her hears her and she's like so the whole movie begins where everyone thinks that she is his fiance. She tells the doctor, the family, like everyone thinks that these that she is engaged to this man that she has never spoken to. <clears throat> so it's basic that's pretty much the whole movie is her kind of getting away with lying to this family about or like it's hard it's like the I don't know like the moral part of it is hard honestly I mean I guess I would like to think that I would immediately be like no no I'm not engaged to him but you like I don't know like they all start hugging her and they're 
saying we got him back and all this stuff and she's just in love with him anyway so she's like okay like I'll just play along with this for a while like maybe like when he wakes up it'll you know something will happen to get me out of this so you would think that that being the whole basis of this movie would make her unlikable but it really doesn't it's really she's still a likable character because she struggles with it the whole time she wants to tell them but she knows that it's gonna be a hard thing to tell those people especially as she gets closer with that family like she sees them she starts seeing them as her family they take her in as one of them and I think that's such a sweet part of this movie is that they have never met this woman who is Sandra Bullock they have never met her and yet they take her in they invite her to Christmas they invite her to New Year's like they they really take her in they there's this one scene that I think is so sweet where they're all opening their Christmas presents and they get her a Christmas present but we never see what it is but she's holding the Christmas present and just watching them all open them and she has no family and now she feels like she kind of has a family and it pans up to all of the stockings and they made her a stocking with her name on it which I thought was really sweet. Um, <coughs> the way that they portray her living alone and being alone, I think is really realistic. Like, she lives in an apartment with her, she has a cat, of course, you know, you gotta have the cat. Um, but I think if I was younger and, like, I hadn't lived alone before... And I hadn't, like, been lonely before because, you know, you, I guess when you're around people all the time, you know, you're not lonely. And then I guess what I'm saying is that once I experienced loneliness, I found this movie, like, way more relatable. It's super relatable. But there's a scene with her, um with a frozen dinner and she's pouring the the milk for her cat and I was like this is I used to think this is not like this is sad this is not realistic but it's very realistic I had many nights like that I don't have a cat but the frozen dinner alone at your table is a very real thing and sometimes it can be sad and sometimes it can be the opposite where you're like wow I get to have this like it can be a nice alone time or it can be the complete opposite so it really depends on how you see that because I think some people would see that and be like that's really sad there's a similar scene in the wedding planner I think with Jennifer Lopez where she li- she also lives alone 
and she makes a frozen, I'm pretty sure she's making a frozen dinner in that movie. And it's a really similar scene that I used to find really sad, but now I find it relatable and I think it's more common than people think. Um, I'm just like, I, I was just wondering, I was like, how do people know that this happens? But I guess it's like a normal thing. <coughs> um, but yeah, so she thinks that everyone thinks that she's engaged to this man. Um, but she goes to visit him in the middle of the night just to talk to him and, um, even though he's in a coma, she's just, you know, talking to him, and she's basically, you know, saying everything that she's done, and that she says, have you ever fallen in love with someone that you've never met, or that you've never talked to, and she's getting really deep, and, Saul, who is his godfather, um, hears all of this, and so he knows the truth, but he never tells anyone, because I think because he does have a little talk with her, and I can't tell if she knows that he knows at that point, but he kind of vaguely lets her know he says something like I don't I would not let anyone hurt this family that kind of thing I don't know if she knows that he knows at that point but she eventually finds out that he knows but he never tells anyone I think because he sees her at like he can tell that she's not gonna hurt that I mean I guess this has hurt them but she's that she's a good person because they kind of have a talk about how she doesn't have family and how they're kind of like her family um so a lot of this movie that I love about it is that a lot of things are not spoken out loud but they're kind of implied so, like, like the scene that I just said, like, you can't tell whether she knows that he knows, and when she gets to know, um, Peter's brother, um, I can't, why can't I remember, I keep getting their names mixed up, Peter's brother Jack, Everything is like so subtle and I love that. I don't I don't want them to be like I think you're really cute or something and because it's so realistic because it's not so black and white. It's just this back and forth. You know, she at one point she says that he doesn't want me but he obviously wants her, but she doesn't think that he does because he doesn't say it. So it's very, like, realistic to me. Um, 
So, also, to add to it, which is just, like, kind of a random thing to add into this movie that I guess was just an extra thing that really didn't have to be there, I don't think, was that um, Peter has a fiancé, like, actually has a fiancé. I guess it's to make it, to make it easier for Lucy to get through this because they're like oh yeah some people like knew he had a fiance and they just assume it's her when it's actually this girl Ashley I think is her name so she's she literally leaves leaves Peter a voicemail at his apartment which he's not at because he's in a coma at the hospital and she says what the hey I will marry you so that adds another thing to the mix um so the main love story of this movie is Jack and Lucy. So Jack is Peter's brother and they don't actually meet and you don't really see Peter or not Peter, Jack. I get them so ma- I think because they're both such basic names <laughs> that I just get them mixed up. Um but you don't see Jack until like 30 minutes into the movie. Very slow burn. We love slow burn. And um, she's, he sees her sleeping on their couch at his parents' house. And I don't know if he lives. I don't know. He doesn't live there. Um, but he sees her sleeping on the couch. And then the next morning she's sneaking out and he's sitting on the stairs and he's like hey hey I'm his brother hey um and like the way that Jack talks in this movie is very like it's very low he's very calm he's like has like a calming He's, like, very sweet, calm. He has, like, this is how he kind of talks throughout the whole movie. But not in a, not in a, you know, icky way. But in, like, a, yeah, I'm just, this is just kind of how I talk. Like, hey, Lucy. And I kind of love it. (laughs) (coughs) So, um... I'm looking at my notes because I don't know. So, um, they, uh, Jack comes to Lucy's apartment and he's like, I have a gift for you, but it ends up being from their parents and it's a couch, it's furniture. And she says, um, why don't we just take it to uh, Peter's apartment? Because this guy who his dad owns her apartment complex um, was like hiding in her apartment. He's it's this ex, it's this other guy who's like obsessed with her, and I think he's like a good part of this movie. Honestly, he's not. He's like, I love black underwears. He says, I love black underwears. Enough said. Um, so, 
they take the furniture to his apartment. He parks, he parallel parks too close to the car in front of him. They end up being stuck. They can't leave. And so they walk home. They have the, you know, they talk about themselves. He kind of opens up to her. And I think that's where he and her, like, kind of fall in love. And a lot goes wrong when they're doing this. Like, there are so many details to this movie that I love that make it so much better. That are just tiny things, but it just adds to it. Like... Um, when they're walking, they're walking by the river in Chicago and this, there's a couple behind them and they're like kissing, like passionately kissing. And he looks back and it's kind of awkward and that just makes it, it makes it come across like how uncomfortable this situation they are, it is, they are in at that point like they're starting to develop feelings for each other but she's engaged to his brother so he thinks and there are these people behind them and it's just like and like I don't know like all these things go wrong like he's as they get to her apartment um complex she they there's ice on the sidewalk and they're both slipping around and everything and they fall and it's like cute and his pants rip and it's just so it's it's like it's too realistic it's the it's a perfect amount of awkward and it's it's not overly romanticized and romantic but it's romantic in its own way because I've noticed a lot of movies portray like falling in love or you know having these moments as something that is just perfect perfectly pure had no you know awkward moments to it or things that they may regret doing saying you know whatever but that's not realistic so like he probably went back home that night and was like that was so embarrassing yet at the same time he was thinking I love her you know but at the same time he's probably just like why did I say this or something like that um like even their conversation there were moments where you could tell it was kind of awkward but that's how it's gonna be with anyone especially when you're first you know they're kind of first meeting at this point too like really talking to each other so then later Jack goes to you know visit Peter in the hospital and they're playing cards, or he's playing, like, pretending to play cards with him, and he says, um, I've never been envious of anything you've had until now, 
and he's talking about Lucy. So he basically like tells him, but he, like he's there, but he doesn't hear him or understand him. Like I can't, I can't do it right now. Um, and their first kiss, um, Lucy and Jack, their first kiss is probably not what you'd expect. It's like they're both walking out of his parents' house and there's a mistletoe above them. And the whole family's watching them. They know that she's engaged to um, his brother and they're like, mistletoe, it's tradition. <laughs> and they just kiss. But obviously, like, if they had known that they had feelings for each other, they would not have done that, you would hope. <laughs> or this whole situation, like, would not have been the way it was. But <coughs> they were like, oh, it's just a cute thing. Like, you guys just, like, a, it was like a kind of like a side kiss thing. <laughs> it's like wait no no no. and I honestly like it doesn't really count honestly like it didn't count so <laughs> it's like when you, like people say they have their first kiss in third grade or something and you're like that doesn't really count um <clears throat> so they kiss under the mistletoe um there's another misunderstanding later in the movie where Mary, who is Jack and, um, <clears throat> Jack and his brother, why can't I keep, I'm so bad with names. Like, if I keep doing this, I'm gonna have to, like, write all the names down. Um, uh, Jack and Peter, yes, Jack and Peter's sister, little sister, she overhears Lucy saying, yeah, I'm pregnant, Celeste, like in a sarcastic tone. So she goes and tells everyone that Lucy is pregnant. <clears throat> so they all think she's pregnant, but that eventually gets, um, you know, Peter hears, or not Peter, <laughs> Jack hears that uh, Lucy is pregnant. So he goes to her and he's like, um, hello. And she's about to drink some alcohol. And he's like, it's not good for the baby. And she's like, I'm not pregnant, sir. And they have their first little fight where she thinks that he thinks that the only reason why Peter would want to marry her is if she was pregnant and of course you know that's not what he meant but um yeah they kind of have like a misunderstanding there and I love black underwears I just saw that on there I can't do this anymore um so yeah, all of that happens, and then 30 minutes left in the movie, 30 minutes left, Peter wakes up out of his coma, 
to all of this that has happened. Um, so they call Lucy. They say, he's awake. Peter's awake. And there's a shot of him, you know, it's panning across his whole family. And he sees Lucy and then it goes back to her. And he says, who are you? He doesn't remember her. But the whole family is like, oh, he has amnesia. That must be the only explanation for this. Which I think is kind of sweet because they're like, how would we not trust this random woman? (laughs) How would we not trust her? Of course he has amnesia. And so he's awake. um, But he has to stay in the hospital. He's in the hospital the whole movie. Um, so Jack is driving Lucy back to her apartment from the hospital, I think. And she basically tells him a lot's going to change now. Basic, what I think that means is we can't really like be flirting like this in front of him or, you know, that like that's just what she says and you can interpret that so many different ways that's why I love this um I'm probably taking this movie way deeper than it actually is but I love it so much and I just feel like doing that um (laughs) this is what I do with like every movie I watch um so she says things are gonna be a little bit different now you know it's not yeah he's awake now so she's either going to have to confess or she's going to have to marry him or, you know, like there's, it's going to be hard for them to be together at that point. Um, or she's going to have to confess and all of them will probably shun her. So she says, she also says, you've become a really good friend. And when she says that, she's saying that as she's getting out of his truck And she's almost in tears because that is the last thing that she wants to say. But she knows that there's really no way that they can be together. And she, he, and he responds like, yeah, friends or something like that. And they're both just on the verge of tears and it's heart wrenching. It's heartbreaking. Anyway, so, um, there's this other, like, side plot where, I don't know if it says side plot. I don't know, like, the words for movies, scripts, or whatever. But, um, there's another side story that, um, Jack is supposed to be taking over his family business in the future, but he doesn't want to. And he told Lucy that he didn't want to, but he didn't feel like, like, he had never said anything about it. And I think, and he finally talks to his dad about it, about not wanting to go into the family business and he wants to make chairs and like build things. And I think that I, I, and I thought, oh, that's just like a side thing. Like that's not that important to the story. But I think that the fact that Lucy told him that one of the last times they talked that you you need to tell him that 
you know, you want to, you don't want to do that. You know, you don't need, want to do something that you don't want to do. And he really like took, I think he did it kind of because of her or because he wanted to be better for her or something. I don't know. But I, I do think that she kind of pushed him and like is was trying to like help make him better. You know, I don't know. But yeah, I thought I would think that that was just a side thing in the movie, but it all kind of just goes together. But the first time that Lucy and Peter really talk to each other, it's so awkward. And not in the way that Lucy and Jack were talking. It had its own cute awkwardness. This was like fully two people meeting for the first time where they have no chemistry. Like they cut, like it comes across as no chemistry. And I think, I'm thinking that in her mind, she's trying to compare him to Jack and seeing, you know, we really don't have this connection and I really just made up your whole personality in my head, but your brother is the one that I love and they're both like attractive men, but it's it's about the personality it's about your connection with that person it's not about you know just seeing someone and romanticizing them in your head because it usually will not live up to your expectations um so anyway so by the way i love her apartment i love 90s uh romance like rom-com apartments slash homes in movies there were so many lamps dark woods it was so cozy and homey I loved it so much and that's kind of I think I get a little bit of inspiration for my own apartment even though like I don't pull it off that well um from movies like that like um you've got mail is a big one um and different stuff like that um but yeah so they're about to get married he basically reproposes to her because he's like there must be something great about her so we're gonna we're gonna do this like we're gonna get married because he still thinks that they were engaged. So Jack comes over to Lucy's apartment and gives her a wedding gift, like an early wedding gift, and it's a snow globe of Florence, Italy, which she had told him earlier that she wanted to go to, like that was her dream trip to go to. So he gave her a little snow globe that he saw like, in a window of a store, (laughs) like, okay, thank you, um, and as he's walking off, he's walking down the stairs, and she stops him, she's like, Jack, can you give me any reason 
why I shouldn't marry your brother. She's basically giving him a chance here. She's giving him a chance to confess his undying love for her. And he says, I can't. And he walks out the door. But as he's walking out, he slams it open. Because he's mad at himself. Because he just can't say it. It's such a complicated situation. And I'm glad they made that choice. And that it didn't happen right there. Because I think it also makes it more realistic. Because I think if he had said it right there... I mean, it could have worked if he said it there. And if, like, you know, it happened. But he still thought that she was engaged to his brother. And he didn't want to ruin that for them. So... Um, she goes up to her boss and gives him a, an invitation to her wedding. And he's like, what is this, ma'am? What is this? Because throughout the movie, she had been confiding in him being like, I love his brother. She said like, I'm, I'm cheating on him with his brother. Um, just saying, like, that he she likes his brother. Um, and he says, what happened with the other guy? Because, you know, she had been confide, confiding in him. My nose is, like, stopping up more right now. Um, he said, what happened with the other guy? And she's distraught. You could tell that she's trying to hold it in. She says, he didn't want me. Because of what happened in the earlier scene. When obviously he does want her. Okay. Um, so the wedding comes. And they have the wedding at the chapel in the hospital. So she's wearing a very like modest dress. Um, it's just a few people there. And... Jack, of course, he's like the best man, so he's standing right next to Peter. And I'm hoping I'm getting the names right, because I'm just saying them now. Um, he's standing right next to Peter, and he's literally, at one point, he's turned around facing the opposite way of where Lucy is going to be. Because he's just so distraught and rageful and jealous. And he's like, my brother, I'm like here and my brother is getting married to the girl of my dreams right now. Sorry. And I can't do anything about it. <laughs> so Lucy comes in and she's walking up the aisle and right as the priest is starting to go through the whole ceremony, she objects. She says, I object. And we're all like, thank you. Thank you. And then immediately after, Jack's like, I object too. And what I'm hoping is that he would have objected anyway, even if she hadn't. But for some reason, I feel like he wouldn't have. 
because he still thought that they were engaged in the first place and he didn't want to ruin that, which is actually like a nice thing. It's, it's a toss up. But of course, she confesses that they were never engaged in the first place and that he loves, and that she loves Jack and not Peter. And of course, the whole family's very confused. Um, and after she says that, he, he like almost smiles, even though it's a really like sad, you know, like shocking thing to hear. He's still like, okay, oh you. <laughs> you know, but she loves me though. <coughs> and right after that happens, there's, I think one of my favorite parts of the movie because I think it's delivered so well. I guess we'll give the credit to the actors. Is he he literally whispers to her. Like I don't know how she even heard it. But he whispers to her. And, he, and he's like why didn't you tell me? And she says because I didn't know how to tell you. And it's just you could feel. You could feel that it's palpable what's happening here um and um so she she leaves um Lucy just leaves after that and they're all just like left in shock and also Ashley walks in and it turns out that she's married and Peter had proposed the woman that Peter had proposed to that was like, what the hey, I will marry you, was married. So it turns out that he probably wasn't such a great guy in the first place. And of course, she didn't know anything about him and had just romanticized him in her head. Um, but yeah, it kind of makes it like, oh, okay, he actually wasn't. Because you don't, you kind of hear things about him in the movie. You kind of, like, hear, oh, he's kind of, he's, like, super rich, uh, which is not a bad thing, but he's, like, seems kind of not someone that she would want personally, at least from what you get across in the movie. Like, they don't, they don't really have a, anything in common. Oh, my nose <laughs> is, like, stopping up, like, in the back of my nose. Almost, it's almost over. The movie's almost over in my head. Um, so, I don't know how much time goes by after that, but sometime, I'm hoping soon after that, she's at her job, you know, taking the tokens. Lucy's there just taking the tokens. And what drops in to the little token thing under the window? But... An engagement ring. <clears throat> she looks up. It's Jack. And the entire family. Not including Peter. Of course. But the family's there. The family's there. And he comes around and comes in. And proposes to her. And it's so quiet. It's like the family's standing right outside the window and they're like all watching them. 
but it's so like that I, f- I feel like what I like about them so much is that their connection is only them and they're not putting on like a production I guess because I'm so used to seeing people online and like pictures and videos of just how much they love each other and it's just like so great which is you know can be fun and you know romantic sometimes but what I love about them is that their love is so quiet and just to each other like his whole family's there but literally all he says when he gets in there with her is marry me and she says yeah and she says I love you and he says I love you back and they say it very quietly and their faces are like right up to each other and they don't have to be like will you marry me but it's just this sweet like thing that's only for them and like they know like they just know what's happening there and they really don't they don't have to say too much is what I like I don't know you don't have to say too much like you know they just know so yeah so they end up getting married um the last little scene is them going off on the back of the train and it says just married and um at the beginning of the movie she was talking about how her dad said life doesn't always turn out the way you plan and she says that at the end too like she thought she was gonna marry peter but she ends up marrying jack life doesn't always turn out the way you plan (laughs) They went to Florence for their honeymoon, of course, which is sweet and romantic. And some may think this is cheesy, but I loved it. It was like a cherry on top. The movie ends with her saying the title of the movie. I'm so sorry about those. It ends with her saying, it was while you were sleeping stop stop like that needs to stop right now it's so beautiful and perfect um so yeah i just i just wanted to talk about a movie so uh, hopefully you enjoyed just hearing me talk about one of my favorite movies ever and there are so many movies that i would love to talk about um that I just really like a lot of them are probably popular movies but some of them I'm hoping like maybe you haven't seen and maybe it'll <coughs> inspire you to go watch the movie um, my stomach's growling now so that's good so yeah thank you for listening to me talk about while you were sleeping Thank you. And speaking of sleeping, I'm going to go sleep now. You don't even want to know what time it is. All right. Bye. Bye.